The following is brought to you in part by MFC Studios. The views of the show's host and guests do not necessarily reflect those of the management, owners, or staff of this radio station. And now, it came from the radio. Toy and welcome once again to a game from the radio, the official back out for con. This is your host, Mark Torres, speaking. We're here live via virtual distancing, of course, for our 62nd live show, courtesy of the East Metal Public Library. That's www.eastmetal.info. I'm here with none other than L Man Jenny Feldy. Good evening. And we're here with our special guest who we're going to be talking to with and about, which is awesome because he's right here. We have a Shadow Rabbit Clay guy. Uh, for the evening, guys. Now, Shadow Rabbit has been a guest on our show many a times, and I appreciate him coming at the last minute. Uh, we were having, uh, we were scheduled to have a uh, comic book creator, but he was unable to make it. And Shadow Rabbit was able to join us for just a last minute uh, fill-in. So, thank you very much on that. So, as I mentioned, sure, well, we're going to be talking. The clouds, man. I'll be there. <laughs> so, as I mentioned, we're going to be talking with uh, Lou in just a few minutes. But first, we have to take it away with the news. It's more than time. The news is brought to you in part by fine folks of sci-fi.radio. That's sci-fi for your Wi-Fi. As well as the fine folks of the Big Apple Con, which we are the official radio show of, celebrating over 26 years of comic book nest and pop culture stuff. More information, go to www.bigapplecc.com. The next convention is scheduled for December the 17th, which is the Big Apple Christmas Con. Uh, their headliner is none other than uh, Clerks actor Brian O'Hallahan. Um, and also want to give out shouts for our patrons, of which there are. Danny Grillo, award-winning director Jared Burrell, Kyle Horn, Millie Portez, News Day Famous Dress and Media, Unjikun, Shadow Rabbit Art, Yasmin Ray, and Rosa. Want to have your own little shout-out? Go to our website, www.camefriendradio, and there's a little button on there. You can donate for our show. It takes you right to our Patreon page, and uh, get a dollar for a, a shout-out on our show. We greatly appreciate it. Um, so let's see what we're going to do. We're going to start off with the sad news, as we always have tons and tons and tons yeah. of sad news. So I'm going to try to burn through them as quickly as possible. Okay. All right. Actor and comedian Anthony Robert McMillan, known professionally as Robbie Coltrane, uh, died recently from multiple organ failure, complicated by sepsis, a lower respiratory tract infection, and heart block, which is when the electrical impulses that control the beating of your heart muscle are disrupted. While perhaps being most famous for his role as Rubus Hagrid in the Harry Potter series of movies, Robbie also appeared in such films as Death Watch, Subway Riders, Ghost Dance, National Lampoon's European Vacation, Absolute Beginners, Eat the Rich, Slipstream, The Pope Must Die, which I remember him most for, um, Oh What a Night, Golden Eye, The World is Not Enough, and Gooby, just to name a few. Of note, Robbie was appointed as an officer of the Order of the British Empire by the late Queen Elizabeth, and as of 2016, announced that due to osteoarthritis, he was in constant pain all day, and as of 2019, he used a wheelchair to get around. Uh, he was 72 years old. Um, do you guys remember The Pope Must Die? I remember it was a big thing when I was uh, growing up. No. So it was a movie about uh, this guy through – it was a comedy about this guy who went through unusual circumstances to become the pope. And they were like, they have to kill the pope. And the religious people got all mad, so they had to change it to – and they changed the name of the movie to the pope must die it. They put a little oh. T at the end as a cross. And I'll never forget. It's like, that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. But yet it was a big, a big thing at the time. I mean, nowadays that might not fly because you can't talk about people losing weight. That's more offensive than talking about people dying. I know. You know, it's like, I hope you die. No problem. I hope you have lose weight. Oh, I'm offended. Mm. Yeah, you're, you're, you're fat shaming, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so moving on for some more sad news. Actor Ronald Alec Massack also died recently of natural causes. In addition to appearing in movies slash TV shows as Ice Station Zebra, A Time for Dying, Torah, 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 Evil Knievel, Laser Blast, No Code of Conduct, and the Benchwarmers, just to name a few. Ronald was perhaps best known for his role of Sheriff Mort Mercer 
for 39 episodes of the late Angela Lansbury series, Murder, She Wrote, which ran from 1988 to 1990, wait, 1966? Okay, I obviously wrote that wrong, because it's 1998 to 1996 on CBS. Um, of note, Ronald was the first cousin of actor Michael Gross from Family Ties, who played the father, and former Saturday Night Live cast member Mary Gross, who I remember her. Um, and his death occurred nine days after his aforementioned Murder, She Wrote co-star died, Angela Lansbury. Uh, he was 86. Were you a fan of uh, a Murder, She Wrote there, uh, Lou? Um, only only in the uh, cultural sense. I <laughs> didn't, uh, didn't get down to watching it on a regular basis, sadly. All right, fair enough. I know, Jen, you probably haven't watched it, right? Sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. We'll just, we'll just, we'll just uh, move on. We'll just move on. All right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've watched Harry Potter like 3,000 times, though. So, you know, aggregate that. Oh, all right. Hey. Sounds remarkable. So, more sad news. Actor Leslie Allen Jordan also died recently from a, quote, medical episode that led to a car crash. Uh, Leslie appeared in numerous movies and TV shows such as Moving, Ski Patrol, Hero, Missing Pieces, Jason Goes to Hell, The Final Friday, which it wasn't, Goodbye Lover, Sword Lies, Moving Allen, Madhouse, Eating Out 3, All You Can Eat, I wonder what the other two were, Demonic Toys, Personal Demons, The Help, Lucky Dog, Fear, Inc., A Very Sword Wedding, along with the series, Sword Lives, the series, the People Next Door, Top of the Heap, Bodies of Evidence, Reasonable Doubt, Hearts of Fire, which is where I remember him most from, Boston Public, Boston Legal, Hidden Psalms, 12 Miles of Bad Road, The American Horror Story, Coven, Con Man, The Last Sharknado, which was, it was about time, and Call Me Cat, just to name a few. Of note, in April 2021, he published his autobiography titled, How Y'all Doing? Misadventures and Mischief from a Life Well Lived. Uh, he was 67 years old. Um, I just remember him. He had this unique voice, and he was like a, a shorter person. And, you know, he was very funny. And I remember seeing him in all the places, and it was just so weird that he died in a car crash, of all things. Is it weird, though? Is I in a car crash? Well, I mean, I've, I mean, we've been – I mean, how many times have you, have you been doing this show, Jen? Like four years already for the pandemic, right? Right, right. right. We've probably had maybe two people who died from car crashes. Usually it's like some, some disease or something happened. So true, a car crash true, true. Was, was unusual. Like uh, the other one was um, uh, Anne Heche. That was the other car crash. Yeah, we were, I know. I was thinking of that. Yeah, so it was just I, – I found it to be odd. It's one of the odd ones. It doesn't seem exotic enough for people of their, uh, of their pedigree. Yes, what if he was driving like like some crazy car and then I'd be like oh yeah oh uh, yeah she just okay. yeah. uh, so let's see we have two more to go so let's burn through them as quickly as possible um, even more sad news director, producer, lyricist and author Jules Bass also died recently as of this recording which is November 9th 2022 no cause of death has been announced the name should sound familiar as he is one half of the Rankin Bass Productions, which was responsible for making such shows slash animated movies as The Little Drummer Boy, Frosty the Snowman, The UFL Santa Claus, Rudolph's Shiny New Year, The Hobbit, the animated series, The Return of the King, the animated series, uh, Rudolph and Frosty's Christmas in July, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, Silverhawks, and the original Thundercats, just to name a few. Uh, he was 87. Now, if you grow up at a certain uh, time, you... You've, it's, it's classics, those uh, little animated uh, stop motion mm-hmm. figurines for um, Rural to Red Nose Reindeer. He was part of that. So he was the other half of the company that made that. It's, it's, that's, that's a pretty big loss if, if you're a fan of a certain time. Were you inspired by that, uh, uh, Lou, for uh, making those little figurines of clay? Oh, sure. I don't think, though. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I don't think anyone, at least uh, they're older than me, would have not been pretty. <laughs> You know, familiar with those. I'm not sure about people too much younger than me, but yeah, of course. It's uh, it's devastating, man. I mean, at least, you know, 87, I guess that's a lot better than, you know, the previous ones it said, but still. Fair enough. Bummer. What about you, Jen? Were you a fan of, you know, the animated uh, cartoons? Do you remember those? Um, I, I remember them because about a year ago, I hosted a Christmas special uh, with Lloyd Kaufman of Troma and Tom. And, uh, well, I didn't know that I think about a, a six-year-old granddaughter was watching and I was talking about Santa not being real. So I perhaps um, destroyed the Santa myth to one child watching. And that's how I'll remember all those titles. Uh, well, always done. good to know your audience <laughs> before you speak. I thought it was an adult audience. I thought it was an R-rated show. It was not. 
And uh, yeah, that's that's a sin. That's anytime you host a Christmas show, I, I don't know who who this advice would be for. Find out what the age group is watching because you don't want to destroy Santa. Uh, apparently, that's a thing to worry about during yes. Christmas time for any yes. Christmas shows. Did not know that it's was just a, a thing. Test for the unfaithful. Don't worry. <laughs> a if test you believe for the in Santa, he's real. Yes, if you believe, magic you have to believe in yes. your heart. <laughs> So, last bit of sad news, finally. Uh, Singer and pianist Jerry Lee Lewis also died recently following a bout with pneumonia. Uh, A pioneer of rock and roll music, Jerry's most famous songs would be A Whole Lot of Shaking Going On and, of course, Great Balls of Fire, which was the name of his biopic starring Dennis Quaid in the lead role as Jerry in 1989. Um, I I knew his music, but I really liked that movie. And I, uh, I like Great Balls of Fire because uh, Jerry Lee Lewis actually redid some of his music and his songs. He remade them specifically for that movie. So now I was more familiar with uh, uh, his, uh, his work. And I thought the movie was pretty darn good, too. Uh, are you familiar with uh, Jerry Lee Lewis, uh, Cheryl Eric? Yes, sir. Did you see the movie or you just the... know of his uh, stuff? I, I know more of his music than, than the movie. I'm sure I've seen it, but it doesn't... Uh particularly uh, hit, my, uh, hit my memory banks. Fair enough. What about you, Jen? Should I ask or should we, should we Great, great Balls on? of Fire. Oh, Great Balls of Fire, I know in 1956, that was the original name for gonorrhea and then they switched it because that was quite wordy. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> that's, that's what I know. Uh, all right. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, from the chat, yes, he, he did marry his cousin uh, for people. It was his third cousin. He married his third cousin, so it was I guess he, it was okay. Was barbarian. Maybe. maybe. Barbarian? Uh, so moving on. To, so that's it for the sad news. Let's get to the not as uh, sad news. Uh, uh, from the... That's a lot of nuts! Department. The new rock comic book film, Black Adam, has held on to the number one spot in the domestic box office, pulling in an additional $18 million in ticket sales in its third week of release, beating out the new animated film, One Piece, which came out in number two, at uh, $9 million. Uh, for those of you keeping track, the new Top Gun sequel is still the highest grossing film of 2022 wow. with $716 million, followed by the Doctor Strange sequel with $411 million. The aforementioned Black Adam comes in at number 11, and One Piece comes in at number 62. So as I've been talking about this for months, uh, there's only three movies left that may knock uh, Top Gun off, which is I, Black Panther Part 2, which is coming out this week. Yeah. Uh, Puss in Boots Part 2, which is a holiday movie, kids movie. You never know with those things. They can go either way. And Avatar 2, when Avatar was the highest grossing movie for a long time until Star Wars knocked it off. Um, you think they, Avatar 2 is going to do it? I mean, no. I, I don't think so. There's no hype for it, oh. but nobody thought that movie was going to do anything when it first came out. And if you remember, because we were, we were doing shows back then, um, the first week it didn't do well because we had a snowstorm in new york and it was like they were they were blaming the snowstorm and that it didn't do well and then the next week when the snow was gone it did gangbusters and it lasted like one of the longest running number one movies uh, which was uh, titanic and then it was avatar so they were like wow this movie has legs and it became one of the, it became the highest grossing movie of all time so it had legs so it, it might do it because of what it was at the time but i'm 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 thinking my money's on Black mm-hmm. Panther. If anything's going to do it, I think it's Black Panther. What Black do you Panther's, think, Shadow Rabbit? Black Panther's going to crush it. Yeah, you Black think Panther's so? Gonna make, make a lot. Yeah. $716 million? It might. Right. Is that domestic know. or? Uh, this is domestic. $716 million domestic. Mm, that's a lot, but uh, yeah, I'm going to roll dice and say, yeah, it doesn't. All right. Well, we only have a few more weeks left. Uh, I think it's 46 more days till Christmas, so we've got a month and a little bit left. Let's see what happens. So I really see. do want to run through the streets like grabbing people and screaming, like, what year is it? Because I, no, <laughs> I didn't know. It. It's, it's um, Dude, I'm done. Yeah. So speaking of uh, end of the year, from the It's Not Even Next Year department, none other than San Diego Comic-Con has announced, as of this week, all badges for the Comic-Con of 2023 have been sold out. Uh, tickets were in two waves for the returning oh. attendees. Uh, tickets went on sale on October the 15th. And for first-time buyers, tickets went on sale on November the 5th, so four days ago. 
So as of four days ago, the tickets all sold out. Uh, to put things into perspective, the average attendance for San Diego Comic-Con pre-pandemic was over 130,000 people with a max tapping out at 167,000 people for the five-day event. So can you imagine they sold hundred over 130,000 tickets in four days, essentially? That's, that's, you couldn't even get a I ticket mean, if you wanted. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, having been there before it got all commercially and after it got all commercially, it's insane. But the fact that it's not even – they're not even waiting until January. The convention's in July. Like they're selling tickets in November. It's, it's mind-boggling because I don't even think the hotels are starting to sell rooms or stuff yet. But they're just selling it all out. It's, it's, it's so wild for me. Any thoughts on, on, on that, Jared? I mean, I wonder if with the masks, uh, what's going to be happening with the masks? Are we going to be in a lockdown? How many vaccines do you need to get in? Uh, that those are my questions. Fair enough. Fair because enough. you know there was controversy over the Comic Con in New York, so I wonder if there's going yes. to be controversy over the masks. You know, a year from now. So apparently, uh, this past uh, San Diego Comic Con, uh, the masks were strictly enforced, and apparently everybody, for the most part, did well. So who knows what they're going to happen next year. But the fact that they're selling tickets in November for a convention in July and they're sold out is just mind-boggling to me. So who knows what's going to happen between now and then. Or it just might be one of those scalper situations. Oh, right. That's I'm true. Pretty sure you could, yeah, I'm pretty sure you had to wait on a line even to get the tickets. So yeah. people online for hours waiting to get tickets. They couldn't even you know, do that. So it's it's not just that the demand was high, but you couldn't even you couldn't even bust into the line. It's just crazy. Uh, so moving on, let's see. Um, oh, this is this is a good one. This is a good one. From the what is it? The show must go on department. The wrongful death civil lawsuit against the producers, the cast, and crew of the film Rust has been settled out of court. For those of you not paying attention, or care for that matter, the film is the one where Alec Baldwin shot and killed cinematographer Hila, wait, sorry, Helena Hutchinson's and wounded director Joel Souza. Uh, Helena, H-A-L-Y-N-A. Helena's widower, Matthew, says, <clears throat> we have reached a settlement. Our case will be dismissed. The filming of Russ, which I will now executive produce, will resume with all the original principal pairs on board in January of 2023. I have no interest in engaging in recriminations or attributing blame to the producers or Mr. Baldwin. All of us believe Helena's death was a terrible accident. I am grateful that the producers and the entertainment community have come together to pay tribute to her final work. Uh, Alec Baldwin says, we are pleased to announce today the settlement of the civil case filed on behalf of the family of the cinematographer. Uh, Throughout the difficult process, everyone has maintained a specific diet to do what is best for her son. We are grateful to everyone who contributed to the resolution of this tragic and painful situation. Uh, Joel, which is the director, says, In my own attempts to heal, any decision to return to finish directing the film could only make sense for me if it was done with the involvement of Matt and the Hutchinson's family. Though certainly bittersweet, I am pleased that together we will now compete where Helena started. my effort on this film will be devoted to honoring her legacy and making her proud. This is a privilege to see this through on her behalf. However, the DA says, the proposed settlement announced today in Matthew Hutchinson's wrongful death case against the Russ movies producers, including actor Alec Baldwin, in the death of uh, Helena Hutchinson's will have no impact on a district attorney uh, ongoing investigation or the ultimate decision to file criminal charges in the case. While civil suits are settled privately and offer involved financial rewards, criminal cases only deal in the facts. If the facts and evidence warrant criminal charges under New Mexico law, then charges will be brought. No one is above the law. Now, uh, Jen, as an actress mm-hmm. on a movie uh, uh, set, you've happened many times. Mm-hmm. Um, so if something like this happened, someone died on the set, would you feel comfortable going back under those circumstances? Yeah, stuff happens. People fall, people die, people get shot. You know, things happen. Uh, you know, it's, it's, if you can't find, if, there's, if, it's, if no one thinks it's malicious, 
then it's very mature for people to just write it off as an accident and carry on. And of course, this is an extreme case. You know, I'm, I right. was, you know, intentionally downplaying that, you know, for my own comedic enjoyment. I'm an only child and that was fun for me, probably for no one else. Um, but yeah, the, the show must go on and there's always some type of garbage on some level. So you might as well finish what you started. Uh, <laughs> what do you think there, Shadow Rabbit Lou? What do you think? I mean, uh, yeah, I'm glad they got over that. See, I was going to make the joke that they should, you know, Alec Baldwin <laughs> clearly said he liked Pellegrino, not Evian. And, you know, maybe this will reinforce that message to future producers. But, um, yeah, no, they, uh, I don't know. That's, uh, that's a rough Wait, one. What about Pellegrino? Avion? What's the Pellegrino and Avion not- reference? You opened the door. She 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 opened it for you. So go ahead. If you don't swing at everything, nothing's going to leave the park. But anyway, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I guess that's good for their family that they'll make money off this movie or something. Move on. I, I don't know. I hope the movie is good, and I hope it respects what happened. You know, it's, it's a death on a movie. A movie set is always a a weird thing to happen. So, I hope they do. Uh, it does well. Yeah, if it doesn't do well, they'd be like, "Really, we did all this for that?" Pressure's on. That's very true. Um, let's see. Speaking of the pressure being on, from the oh, I don't have a title for this. Uh, from the I don't have a title for this news department department. None other than Paramount Plus has released the official trailer and release date for Blue's Big City Adventure, the first feature-length film based on the Blue's Clues TV series. Executives say, <clears throat> when Josh gets the opportunity of a lifetime to audition for Rainbow Puppies Broadway musical, Josh and Blue skidoo to New York City for the very first time, where they meet new friends and discover the magic of music, dance, and following one's dreams. The entire Blue's Clues crew is reunited for this special movie event with the beloved animator friends and all three hosts, Josh, Steve, and Joe, together for the first time in a Big Apple like fans have never seen before. Um, as we were talking uh, before the show started, uh, Lou, you watched the kids' stuff. Would you think your kids would be excited to see all the, the hosts of Blue's Clues coming together for a massive crossover event? Not all of them watch Blue's Clues. <laughs> You know, just watch straight up murder mystery shows. You want, to, you want to figure out where the killer is? You can't talk to the box of crayons to get clues. Sorry, kids. <laughs> but you, actually, no, actually, Jen, you did say you were a fan of Blues Clues, right? Or you, so, uh, someone related to you was my a fan. My stepbrother is, yeah, my stepbrother's a big fan. Here's the mail that never fails. It makes me want to wag my tail. When it comes, I want to will. Yeah, I know the song. So, are you going to take him to go see this uh, massive uh, Blues Clues crossover event? If I'm in the mood for charity work, you know. <laughs> I mean, we all got to do charity work sometimes. So, I guess if that's the day, sure, you know. Yeah, you, know, uh, you got you to gotta put yourself in the fire sometimes for other people's enjoyment. So, we'll, we'll see if that's the day. All right, fair enough. Uh, I, I, think, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's kind of cool if you were a fan of that and having all the three hosts come together. It's, it's a big thing for a certain audience, and I hope it does well so that way the, the three uh, live-action actors get paid and, and can get more work out of this. So I, I say yeah. congrats to them. Good job. Yeah. Uh, Blue's Clues Big City Adventure will be streaming exclusively on uh, – Paramount Plus, uh, November 18th. Uh, so actually, by the time this airs, it'll be uh, already on TV. Now the Let's dog see. is going to have to be blue, because if it's not blue, is it going to get in trouble, you know? Yes. And, you know, I always said, I did not know that blue was a girl. I always thought blue is a boy, but blue is what? a girl. Yes, oh, blue is wow. a girl. Yeah, but blue is for boys and pink is for girls, right? I mean, but, isn't that the old rule? Yeah, but the other dog, which is uh, Magenta, is the boy. <laughs> So I always thought that was mind-boggling to my my that, critical very, mind. They, they were ahead blue of the, the curve the, in 2022. Yeah, blue was on the avant-garde the whole time. I do feel bad though. I mean, does that mean like blue has to pick which one of his former like you know owners, partners, and crime like to go to? Like, what if they all call his name? Can you imagine if yeah, there's like a big up. street brawl fight of the three hosts? <laughs> I want to see Steve come in snapping like my dog. 
You guys stole it? <laughs> no one asked how I'm doing. See, now that's a movie I would watch. I would watch that to see the three fight over the dog. I think that'd be hilarious. It'll be cool. They should add Michael Vick in. They should have a guest appearance, Michael Vick. That would be fun. Blue's Clues featuring Michael Vick. I like that. That's how you figure out who gets the dog. He he puts him up. And, you know, it's it's, it's like at a wedding, you know. You could, all three of them are running and trying to catch that bouquet. Just Wedding crashes mixed with Michael Vick, <sighs> mixed with Blue's Clues, mixed in Fight Club. I like it. All right. So for the last bit of news. Yeah, we're in the industry. <laughs> we got to get this in the hands of somebody. Somebody with some teeth, you know? They're, they're listening right now. They're writing script ideas. We got, we got precious little time to beat Top Gun. Okay? We can put this movie together <laughs> this weekend. Uh, <laughs> Fight Club. <laughs> Last bit of news. Last bit of news before we take our break. Uh, from the, where would you even put that department? Mm. None other than Costco has announced an eight feet tall, 29 foot wide, 60,000 piece jigsaw puzzle called What a Wonderful World. The puzzle is actually made up of 60 interconnected 1,000-piece puzzles of a different painting of various landmarks throughout the world. So what do you think an 8-foot-tall, 29-foot-wide jigsaw puzzle would cost? And where would you put it? Uh, $1,000? All right, Jen says a thousand dollars, and where would you put that? Where would you put it, and would you even want to put that together? No, God, no. I'd, I'd rather go to jail, perhaps. At least I get. No, I don't know. I no, I don't want to do a puzzle like Jesus. No, if I get disabled again, maybe I'll do puzzles or lockdown happens, perhaps. But I'd yeah, no. Go to jail. I'd probably murder someone first and go to jail before doing a thousand piece puzzle or even a hundred piece oh. puzzle. Oh matter. wait, so so you 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 would commit murder as opposed to just I just thought you were like that you prefer to have somebody just come It'd and probably arrest be more you. satisfying and better for society than me just sitting around doing a puzzle. At least like someone bad would get off, you know. All right. What about you there? That's sarcasm <laughs> if there's any children watching, by the way. That's a joke. That's a joke, just in case. Don't get mad. Library. What about you, uh Shadow Rabbit? Would you how much do you think it would cost, first off? And would you where would you put it? Would you put it together? I mean, I, it is Costco, though, so I mean, yeah, I think a thousand bucks for it, maybe a little more. A or it's like dollars. Costco, it's like, yeah, I don't know, it's like, it's like five dollars. Five dollars. <laughs> I, I'll, look, I'll, I'll try to talk tough here, but I like jigsaw puzzles. I'd like to play that. I'd, I'd, I'd go for it. You would, <laughs> all right, so where would you put it? Where would you oh, put man, an eight feet, mind, eight by 29 foot <laughs> jigsaw puzzle? Where would you put that? Where the sun don't shine. I, I mean, like, <laughs> I mean, even even that would be a stretch. But um, uh-huh, yeah, it would be a stretch. <laughs> um, like in in my dreams, where would I put it? Or like physically, I don't have a location <laughs> I could accommodate that. So would you? Roof. So would you? Would you make an attempt <laughs> to put it together? Oh well, remember it's it is six hundred. It is sixty one thousand pieces. So would you just do the one thousand pieces and just <laughs> put them on top of each other, like stack them up? <laughs> I don't know, man. That's pretty crazy. <laughs> Who's buying this? So I would pretend that I'm not like you know <laughs> super excited to see this thing, but that's all, right. all it is. It's, it's 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 just part of the mask. So I'm gonna um, go. I'm gonna go to Costco and try to find it. So the What a Wonderful World puzzle retails for five hundred and ninety nine dollars. Oh, what is so it? Way lower than you guys thought to make a eight foot twenty nine eight by twenty nine <laughs> foot. <laughs> So you're Puzzle. telling me you'd be crazy not to buy. <laughs> yeah, the steel, exactly. Yeah. Like like 1,800 <laughs> So if you go online, you can look up What uh, a Wonderful World puzzle pieces. And you, the box is gigantic. Can you imagine the box? God, how do you fit that in your car? I assume it comes on like on like a skid. I mean, you need a pallet to move that, right? Can you right. Just, just, just thinking like putting it together – First of all, going out to buy it, loading it in the car, bringing it home. You're like, what, what am I going to – look, honey, look what I got. <laughs> Where are you going to put it? And then you have to put it together. 
60,000 pieces? What happens if you lose one? I can barely do the 25 at 100 lines. If I ever had kids, it would keep them busy. Like, it's good for latchkey kids. You just be like, here, do the problem. They'll never come back, you know? Latchkey kids you're looking to bring to Vegas one day, maybe, but uh, I don't know. <laughs> to bring that, to that Vegas? sounds like a lot of puzzle pieces thrown around your house. 60,000 <laughs> puzzle pieces. 60,000. You said you're, you're a puzzle guy. Somewhere... What's, what's the most you've ever done? Um, we do thousand ones. Okay. Uh, a thousand ones. A thousand. Just, yeah, you know. All right. So. thousand piece. So I would you do sixty yeah. of those in a row? <laughs> um, yeah, given given. Look, next pandemic, sure. Right now, <laughs> no. I, I, what right is the now, next I'm pandemic? To, what is the next? Uh, we haven't gotten to that department of the news. <laughs> are we yet. gonna we'll, have we'll, another one? We'll, we we'll find. Out. We'll, we'll I don't see. know, but I'm but I'm, I'm gonna get my plan down this time. I'm gonna learn a skill, maybe a trade. <laughs> plan. All right. So with that, we're going to take a hard break. And we're going to be right back with it came from the radio. Hi, you've heard my voice open and close the show. Now we want to hear your voice. If you have a business or product, you can record a commercial here. We offer 30 and 60 second spots. For more information, contact Mark at MFC underscore studios at hotmail.com. This is Tammy Stronach, um, best known for playing the childlike empress in The NeverEnding Story, an upcoming man and witch fantasy film. You are listening to It Came From The Radio. Now, back to our show. And welcome back to It Came From The Radio, the official Big Apple Con. This is your host, Mark Torres, speaking virtually distance, of course, courtesy of the East Metal Public Library. That's www.eastmetal.info, where they have tons and tons and tons of programming, uh, most of which are free. Um, for those of you who are listening on the Facebook page right now and watching this YouTube video uh, before it actually airs on the radio, uh, they're actually having a... Uh, was it a very late Halloween uh, fest on December the 3rd? If I'm not mistaken, was it December the 3rd? So make sure you guys go check Halloween that out. Halloween fest? Yes. Uh, we, uh, Jen and I, and Charlie. Yeah, probably I think it was Halloween. Gonna, yes, it's a very late Halloween fest, and we're going to be there. We're going to have a table there. Yes, come visit us. Yes. Come say hi to us. Um, so, yeah, make sure you go to www.eastmetal.info for more information. Like I said, it's a free convention. And they have tons and tons of free stuff, one of which is our show, which is uh, on the second Wednesday of every month. And I am here for our 60-second live show with L-Man Jenny Selby. Good evening, everybody. And with our special guest we're going to be talking to with and about, which is awesome because he's here, Shadow Rabbit Clay Guy. Pleasure as always. So, uh, we've had you, uh, we've known you for quite some time. And you've actually been on, on the show a couple of times. So what have been you accused been doing? of a few things? Yeah. What have you been doing since then? What have you been dealing with with the pandemic? And now that the pandemic is quote unquote over, um, are you going back out there, going to conventions? What have you been up to? Well, I mean, yeah, we got through the pandemic. Uh, sadly, the zombies never rose. It was just kind of a mm. pandemic where I just, uh, you know. Uh, stress ate some potato chips and watched a lot of Netflix. But uh, but I've been working consistently throughout the whole thing, uh, doing 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 my sculpting, doing my thing. The uh, internet sales have actually been really good. I've been uh, doing a lot of Kickstarters, tears for people, and um, things like that for the last two years. Actually, in a, in a weird way, I've met a whole new you know group of a lot of comic book people just kind of came together through the internet and everything. So somehow I met it out of there with uh, with a lot of new friends. Which is which is odd, but uh, comic people are the best people. What can you do? So let's remind people um, what uh, clay do you usually work? Let's get the technical stuff out of the way. <laughs> do you use the, the um, you bake it? Yeah, you, you do the molds. How do you make the stuff? So um, my main thing is I do handmade sculptures. I work with a couple different mediums. Um, at shows, I'll be doing handmade little sculptures out of uh, clays and waxes that you know give me a character or or you or your kid or whatever, an idea of something to sculpt, and I'll make a little one to two inch tall you know, figurine right in front of you. Um, my bigger stuff, I make figurines, sculptures, prototypes, kind of whatever you want out of uh, hardening clays and epoxies. Again, all, all handmade. Um, and yeah, I can pretty much 
try to make anything you want. Uh, you know, weird stuff will cost you a little extra, but um, you know, I don't judge. Very talented. So, Jen, I know, I know you're gonna ask the question, so I'll let you ask the, the question as a follow to what he just said. <laughs> Um, okay, you don't know what I'm gonna ask, but I'm just thinking celebrity deathmatch. Remember MTV celebrity deathmatch where they had like oh, clay? It. it looked like clay figures, but I don't know how they did it. Maybe you they know how they did it. Okay, have you ever done anything along those lines, like making a like a claymation type of thing with fights or I don't know, Real Housewives drama? <laughs> yeah, but, uh, mostly a uh, Real Housewives stuff. Real Housewives no, um, figures that could be fun. That might, yeah, that might be uh, be a thing to consider. When I was mm. younger, uh, yeah, I, I loved Celebrity Deathmatch. I mean, that was, of course, you know, Rudolph and everything was great. But Celebrity Deathmatch, if I'm going to be honest, was probably what, uh, what really drew me into making uh, really things out of clay. Yeah. Oh, I love that show. Um, so, yeah, I tried to do some stop motion, but um, that's that's tedious even for me i mean i'll do the 60 million piece puzzle but only <laughs> once the stop motion man you gotta move that thing so many times to get a second mm -hmm. of and uh yeah i don't um the the desire is there but i don't have, i don't have the time or the or the the will to try that at this particular juncture of my life um i'd love to make the sculptures for someone else who does though yeah i don't know i'm kind of interested i think it could be cool I, I I I love anything that's uh, I mean I love anything creative. I, mean, I personally like the handmade stuff, but uh, you know, three D animation stuff is so ridiculous right now. I mean, you can do a lot of really cool things. What about like gnomes? You know, if you love gnomes in their garden or something, you ever made like a clay type of figure? It probably would not last that well outside, though, right? Like if I stuck one in actually, my garden, I've actually made garden gnomes. You have? Yeah. Oh, look at that. Of course. I mean, they've got a little bit of a of a particular satirical uh, edge to them. But, uh -huh. uh, yeah, no, I've, I've made a bunch of different uh, things like that. That was one of the first things I, uh, oh, wow. when I got invited to do my first show, I didn't know what to do. So I just made a bunch of garden gnomes. Like, Mike Tyson gnomes. The hidden temple things. Yeah. A Mike Tyson garden gnome. That would be sick. You can't beat some, eat some. Think yeah. about it. Um, okay. Okay. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, I had garden gnomes with, like, you know, chains in their hands and, you know, little little baseball bats and stuff. And, you know, they were funny, I, I thought. Sounds funny to me. Well, yeah, no, I, I, I uh, actually made a garden gnome for a friend recently. Um, what about, like, a yeah, Nancy the... Pelosi garden gnome or Biden or Trump gnome? <laughs> I, I try to avoid political and religious stuff, but I did have an idea to make this big, um, like, uh, you know, nightmarish, hellish Hydra head with, like, you know, all the political people's faces mm -hmm. on it, and like, you know, Trumps and Clintons and stuff, all the, like, teeth and tongues and stuff. You know, yeah. kind of, kind of yeah. a big, uh, it's some kind of political commentary like that, you know. But uh, that, that's something Halloween. Uh, yeah, yeah, some something something like that. But sure, hey, I don't care. I'll make anything. I think a Lori Lightfoot garden gnome would be pretty cool. Send me a picture and idea, and we'll figure <laughs> it out. I can make her like uh, like uh, an elf or something, you know. Like sure, yeah, she, sure. She it is. sounds like she'd be like a Legolas. Uh, Relative, you know, like standing on one foot with like a bow and arrow or something. God, Lori Lightfoot, Lori Lightfoot Santa garden gnome for the holidays. I don't know. I, I'm just, I, I'm just thinking of what I would want in, you know, around my house if like, I wanted to attract I'd make like attention. A, maybe a Krampus, just like shoving them all in his bag or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> for people listening on the radio, I see the smoke coming out of these two heads when their creative juices are flowing right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I like this. Right? I think Mike, Mike Tyson and Lori Lightfoot would be great. Yeah. So, do you um, find it easier to do uh, animated uh, characters, or do you find it easier to do life likenesses? Because uh, you actually have a statue of me, which uh, one of these I'm going to mm -hmm. get my hold mm -hmm. hand on. Oh, look, they, look he has it ready. Look at that. So that's, one that's of these me. days, I'm going to actually on, uh, see you again. 
for the YouTube page. Uh, why don't you come down to the uh, the uh, East Metal uh, Super Late Halloween uh, Fest? You can give it to me there. I have I'll a table. To. I'll try to. So is it easier to do like a like a real person that you know exists, or is it easier to do like caricatures or uh, animated stuff? I mean, I don't know, man. Honestly, I just kind of uh, I just kind of black out and start sculpting. It's it's cathartic for me. Yeah, you know, some, sometimes I obsess over something that like no one else has noticed. Oh, I gotta get this, you know, pupil just right. Notice this. But um, I'd say probably easiest for me is uh, monsters. You know, the easiest speaks from the heart. Oh yeah, yeah, I can make, I can, you know, sit there making a making a werewolf or a dragon or something while I'm like eating dinner and you know doing five. While you're things. eating dinner. You're like eating yeah. with corn with one hand and like sculpting with another. Why is it gotta be yeah, corn? Yeah, like chopsticks <laughs> in one hand, and eating the corn on the cob with chopsticks, and I'm like, you know, it's kind of, yeah. Um, I, uh, monsters are easy for me. I, I I have a lot of fun. Uh, I don't know if I have fun doing it, but I, I have the cathartic release of just like, oh look, I made some big scary monster. Yeah, so what keeps you so, going? Because I used to make I used to make clay magnets and like incense holders when I was nice. I don't know nine or ten and sell them. And I was kind of money hungry, you know. I thought five dollars <laughs> and fifteen dollars was a lot, you know, at like eight, nine, ten, sure. eleven. But so that kind of kept me going, and I would smell the money at the end of the day. What what keeps you going to keep making okay, these clay figures? Like what? Because you know it can take uh, you know ten hours easily, you know, just to that's a lot of time investment. So what keeps you dedicated to doing this? You didn't have those fidget spinners and cell phones and stuff, but that was a good way you got like smacked or you had to figure out something to keep your mind uh, going. Um, I just, honestly, I just, I just like making stuff out of clay. It makes me happy. Mm-hmm. To, and when I'm happy, I like making more little, you know, monsters and warriors and flowers or whatever. So you don't That's go around like, smelling yeah. the money afterwards? <laughs> right? Oh, God, no, man. Kidding me? I'm a hypochondriac at heart. Maybe I shouldn't say that with all the juice stuff going people's on. Hands mm-hmm. like, I'm like, smile at them as soon as they're not looking. I'm like, Purell. And what's the best review you've gotten? Like, what, what are some of the things that you've heard that are like the most interesting reviews of your work? Um, interesting reviews. Hmm. Or like things that are like, oh, you're using that sculpture for that? Like, this is how you're using that? That's (laughs) interesting. Okay. Didn't think you would use it for that. That's their business. (laughs) I want to know what their business is. Um, (laughs) Once it leaves the factory, um, you're on your own? (laughs) Yeah, that's on you now, Fred. Um, Honestly, I mean, um, I've been making stuff out of clay on my own and have been most of my life one way or another, but uh, once I hit the comic scene and uh, you start getting people telling you nice things about you, man, I, I don't know if it's the vanity or the validation, a little bit of both, man. that stuff's mm. intoxicating. So I'm coming really? Up, hey, attention? I like what you make. Oh, yeah, I mean, telling you, telling you that the weird thing you do is cool. I'm like, man, tell yeah. me more about how I'm pretty. Right, right. Yeah, no, it, it is true. It, it is true. It does keep you going. This is true. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I just like making stuff, honestly. And um, what's the worst review you've gotten for any of your work? <laughs> the devil. The devil? I don't know. You were the called devil. the devil? Um, yeah, actually once. Why? Like, what? It was weird, man. I don't know. Some, some I don't know. I was what did you lady. make? Like, I don't know, man. I must have uh, looked like someone. <laughs> Some, some crazy lady like started like quoting Bible stuff to me. I was like, I, I think you got me confused, man. So, so wait, so somebody just was this at a convention? Or was it just somebody walking down the street? It was like, it was just some crazy lady walking down the street. Like, oh, way to the show. I don't know. I guess I look like a panhandler or something. You know, I'm just if you don't know me, I guess if you run into me walking on like a side alley and I've got like you know, yeah, that's true, a bag of junk and I'm with. You know. Yeah, before we got introduced, I said to Charlie, I was like, this guy might be the devil. I don't know about interviewing him. Like, <laughs> Shadow, Rabbit, you know, Rabbit, Donnie Darko, Shadows, Darkness. I, I thought the same thing. So maybe you can clear that up for the audience. Are you related to the devil? Is this, is this any truth to this? 
I mean, I don't think we all got a little light and dark in us, right? This is true. This is true. Yeah. This is true. How did you how do you manage your dark side? What do you do? Is that why you do all the clay so you don't do anything bad with your hands? I wouldn't even hurt a fly. You wouldn't? Not even a fly? No. I've I've hurt some flies. Yeah. I've hurt someone's feelings before. I still feel pretty bad about it. Okay. What are you gonna do to make up for it? All we can do is continue on. Okay. I don't okay. believe that, man. If you, if you make mistakes, I mean, that's what rounds you out as a person, right? And uh, the, the endeavor to not repeat those mistakes. That's true. It's kind of your choice on what you want to be as a human being. Like, everyone can be cool when it's all cool, but, you know, how are you going to act when you stub your toe is a big factor in, you know. Yep, like, I was you, saying that yesterday. You, you do something once, you think once is a mistake. You do something twice, it's a choice. You do something three times, you're a freaking moron. See you later. <laughs> <laughs> that's an ancient proverb ancient yesterday yesterday's ancient oh someone asked what's your top five favorite sculptures your top five favorite sculptures you created asked by someone watching oh, you can't ask a parent what their favorite kid is yes you can i got two dogs i got one favorite <laughs> well there is only one seat on the roller coaster next to daddy but you can't you can't answer um no, I, made, I, I made a lot of stuff. I mean, honestly, I love making the uh, the little sculptures the best. You know, like, it's like, you know, like if a kid comes up and is like, hi, I, you know, here's my superhero. And they show me some, like, you know, crayon drawing of, like, some, you know, dog monster with a samurai sword. And I'm like, like, yeah, we're going to make this for you, dude. Don't you worry. You ever um, have someone that you don't like, so you try to make them extra ugly? Like, just just to kind of, you know, stick it to them? Never. <laughs> Have you ever been surprised with the end result of when you're working on something? Oh, all the time. Like I said, man, I, um, it's kind of black out when I'm sculpting a lot of times, so I'm just a surprise to everybody. It's all from scratch. So, <laughs> you know, if I, I take a piece of clay, I, you know, plenty of times I'm a surprise to everyone else when it's over. Um, that might be, uh, you know, a side effect of like sleep deprivation or something, but, uh, have you thought about making your own, uh, school and or mass producing? Um, I thought about it. I, I love doing like, like I'd happily do seminars or whatever. Um, if anyone wanted to, to learn, I was trying to film a couple times when I was sculpting, but it's just, I'm, I'm just too lazy to to do it and half the time I'm like still think it's like midnight and I'm in my pajamas and stuff and you know, nobody wants to do that. Um, mm, you'd be surprised. Well that's from my only fans, fans, Shadow Rabbit only fans coming soon. I see it. <laughs> well, I don't know if I'd be more afraid of getting no hits enough. or a lot of hits. Mm. Which yeah. is the worst one? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like if I, I put it up there yeah, and no one does it, I'm like, all right, that's probably for the best. What if it takes off? Oh, Nathan said he produces for the masses, but if you're an OnlyFans, <laughs> you produce for the M mm, asses, you know? That's supposed to be true, man. Yeah. You gotta terrible. pay them bills. <laughs> <laughs> so we gotta pay the mortgage. Um, but yeah, um, my favorite sculptures, honestly, I, I you know, they're I love making all of them, man. What can I say? They're all my horcruxes. Where do you Very find Very diplomatic. Him? He is. He should Where be a politician. Oh. <laughs> Where do you my find... My heart still beats, though. The inspiration. Where do you find the inspiration when you're, you're just fiddling around at a convention? Because we've had many times of just talking at conventions, and you're just always going. So is there something that you just have in the back of your head, I want to make something, anything, or do you have a specific thing in mind while you're putting things together? Um, sometimes I, I have started to like take photos and be like, okay, you should make these characters or something. But most of the time I'll just, I'll just pick up just play and see what happens. Um, so my, most, at, at a lot of conventions, I mean, I, thankfully I've been pretty busy for most of them. So I'm doing conventions for people and stuff, but, uh, I'd probably just be surprised if I just pick up a piece of clay and see what I start making. You know, you never know what kind of uh, 
idea with him in the back of your mind. So it's kind of cool. So like, oh, I guess I was thinking about, you know, Star Wars today or something. Sitting there making Darth Maul. You, know, you never know. Now there's, so I guess, big, uh, there's like shortages, you know, there's baby formal shortages. And I supposedly they're not uh, unloading some supplies because they're not people to unload it. So there could be a clay shortage. So let's say there's a clay shortage for three years. What would you do instead? To make that puzzle. <laughs> <laughs> I would uh, I would have to just sculpt with my uh, two remaining years of supplies after that. Let's say you ran out of supplies. No more clay. Clay is gone. What do you do? I always thought I'd make a decent samurai. But luckily, it's never come to that. Samurai? So- so oh, you are. I can see you looks wise. Looks wise for sure. You got the look. You got the samurai look. He's got yeah, the he... look. He's got the look. He's got the look. <laughs> You're going to travel no, honestly, the world I, I, solving crimes with a sword? If <laughs> I could convince, guy. if I could convince my, the important people in my life to pick up shop, get a van, and drive around solving mysteries, I swear to God, right now I would do it. Heartbeat. What kind of mystery? I bring it up mystery? casually. Anything, man. We ghost hunt, lost toy, unsolved. Voter fraud, voter lack of fraud, voter fraud conspiracy. You just, oh yeah, don't mess with that political stuff. It's just, it's just yeah, not fun for me. I watch the news when they get new episodes. You know, it's just they keep showing the same. I don't watch the news. Same I, stuff over and over. Yeah, no. But then I'm scared though because they might find new episodes. I'm like, guess what? We nuked Finland. <laughs> and, uh, no, I can't. So, like we'll go back to the classics. So anime for me, guys. So if you did, uh, so basically, what Jen was asking was the Doctor Strange question. You lose uh, the ability to make stuff out of the clay with your hands. You would seriously be a samurai. <laughs> What's the serious answer? What would you do? Because you've been doing it for what? Like what they do in a different long? life is dreaming or crazy. How many years have you been I doing just, this? Like, what, like five, six years already? Have I been on the comic book scene? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So It's hard to, to, to properly put it in perspective since before, you know, the blip and everything. But, um, right. yeah, I think that's a good be at least five years, right? Yeah, so uh-huh. it's 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 a that's a big chunk of a person's life. Uh, you actually had a kid during that time. So has that changed uh, mm-hmm. your perspective on, on your work? Not particularly, if I'm going to be honest. <laughs> so you don't you don't worry just, about uh, making the small ones so your kids won't swallow it. I mean, you always worry about them picking up something and eating it. But actually, on my cards, I started to hand out the thing like these are not edible. Do not eat them. Don't take them out around kids and dogs. It's like, <laughs> it's like really, these are not candy. I mean, you're not going to die from it. I've eaten so much of this clay. I mean, you know, you just why uh, what? You just develop a, a cutting sense of humor. You've eaten a lot Maybe of the clay? Why? Wait, why what's are you that? eating the clay? What's, what's made you eat the clay? How did that happen? Um, just laziness of not washing my hands and eating. I just rather lick it off. While I'm sculpting or something. You know, well, I'm not like intentionally eating. I'm not like, he was that making, Play-Doh looks delicious. He was eating the but, corn you know. and making the statue, and then he got mixed up and he ate the statue and made the corn. Yeah, in, in aggregate, I'm sure I've eaten a lot of clay over the years. Something wow, that I'm concerned about, if I'm going to be honest. So, but, um, clay is very moldable. It kind of goes with the flow. It's not instigating. It, it kind of molds to whatever shape. And that seems to have, you know, be a bit of a personality trait with you. You don't seem to be a, a problem causer or a fire starter. And you're going with the flow of my ridiculous questions. So maybe you are what like you eat and you are like clay, perhaps. Oh, oh, I like you. You're cool, man. Compliment, by the way. I, mean, I got my bad days, too. What's that? <laughs> no, I, I, I think I actually really like that. I'm, I appreciate that analogy. Yeah, you're not, you're not like an instigating, argumentative, you know, I contrary. I bad days, too. No, everyone you know? has days, you know, like the, the terrible twos, you know, we all have them, you know, it comes sure. out sometimes, but not in this show. So we're at social media time. So where can people find out more about your work, hire you, and probably get, uh, give you big bags of money that you can smell. And get their own Mike Tyson statue. Yeah. <laughs> well, um... Again, I'm Lewis. 
Shadow Rabbit underscore K underscore guy on Instagram. That's where I do most of my stuff these days. Um, I have a website, shadowrabbitart.com. But again, mostly uh, it'll probably lead you to my email address or my Instagram at this point. Uh, you can hit me up on there. I mean, check out some of my work. Um, see what I'm doing. Say howdy. Give me a follow so I feel special. You know. Tell him he's pretty. <laughs> Sign up for yeah. only fans. Hey, yeah. I mean, uh, like I said, someone's got to keep the roof on. Um, and yeah, I I will be trying to get back out the shows again. Uh, like I said, I've been a little bit hesitant. I've you know hit one or two over the last year, but. I am going to be at um, Long Island Comic Book Expo on November 19th. 19th, 20th, yeah. And then um, I might do Cradle Con. Um, they said something right before uh, Christmas. And the guys there are great, so I'll, I'll try to get there. One of these days, I would love so much to get to NAMCON, but for some reason, I... <laughs> Just keep, I don't know what happens, man. Every well, time I try to get there, I'm like, April 22, I can't risk it this time. Unless I was signed up to do the show a week before COVID hit. <laughs> I don't, yeah, so right. Kelly Gordon, everyone get there. MCOM's amazing too. And uh, one of these days I'll be there. But nice. um, yeah, hopefully I can get back on the scene, man, because. I love sculpting, but I love just kind of hanging out, doing my thing, and um, you know, be loaning around with other uh, comic pop culture cool people. And Donnie I mean, I remember working my a... first show, and like they were like, "Hey, do you want to talk about Batman and Ninja Stars?" Like, yes, I do. Yes, I do. That find that find home here. So I want to quickly mention you also do a a weekly podcast, don't you? I do. I am a, a frequent, well, no longer guest, I guess, co-host of the Written Writ Late Rights with the Bitten Apple TV. And my man, Raphael Tavares, the Written Writ, as well as Matt, the other person on the show now, no longer intern, and uh, Roman Tony, and uh, everyone else there. Um, we've got Hagar, the horrible. Sorry, bro. I forgot what your tag is. Hagar's horrible. Also, right. is now a regular member. Okay. And uh, yeah, we, so, we are actually on right after this at uh, nine o'clock, I believe, tonight. There you go. And where, where can people find that? That is on Bit and Apple TV on YouTube and Facebook. And all I right. apologize for getting all of this terrible because I am not the plug guy. <laughs> All right, you did fine. You did fine. <laughs> um, so we have final thoughts. So I guess uh, Shadow Rabbit, we'll let you go first. Do you have a final thought for our, our, our listeners? Um, hey, the world ends every day if you uh, let yourself go there. So keep strong, have faith in people, keep your samurai sword sharpened, and you know just try to try to show a little kindness and whatnot out there. Because at the end of the day. Doesn't hurt you to be decent to people, right? All right, Jen, L Man, Jane, Philly, final thought. Doesn't hurt you to be decent, but no good deed goes unpunished. And if you're going to leave your house, best to leave with your bowels empty. So go to the bathroom first. And if you need help to empty your bowels, drink a lot of hot water and maybe some apple cider vinegar. And you'll have a much better day uh, before you go on mass transit with full bowels. That's my final thought. <laughs> 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 thank you for being yes, on our show really appreciate you sitting in uh, for a last minute uh, we appreciate you um, it was I appreciate a great you guys, Mark yeah, your stuff is awesome Mr. Um, Kelly Gordon make oh, sure you guys really check them out all you guys. so that about does it for this week on the came from radio join us right here and we're on this radio station if you missed any part of the show Jen just Yes, thank you, Jen. <laughs> Go to our website, www.camefromreal.com. Archives will be up in a week or so. And our next live show, which will be our 63rd live show, we have a returning, another returning guest. Uh, where is it? We have a stand-up comedian and uh, author, um, Louis M. Cruz. It'll be our, our virtual show once again, courtesy of the East Meadow Public Library. That's www.eastmeadow.info. So that's that. We will see you uh, next time.
You've been listening to It Came From The Radio with Mark Torres. The views of the show's hosts and guests did not necessarily reflect that of the management, owners, or staff of the station. We now return you to your earthly scheduled broadcast.